Good morning, Captain. Good evening, wherever y'all may be. I'm going to give you a quick rundown on tonight's edition of the Client Art Podcast. Going to get into the NBA trades that happened this past weekend. It was quite a whirlwind. Going to break all that down for you. We're also going to preview the 2021 Major League Baseball season. The season starts tomorrow. Opening day here in Cincinnati, Ohio is always a big deal. So we're going to get into our predictions and who we don't want to see win at all. Uh, I'm looking at you, Houston Astros. Uh, we're also going to go over the is <clears throat> a tournament, you know, break down the Sweet 16, actually do it in review and see how many picks I got wrong over the weekend. And last but not least, we're going to touch upon some more HBCU sports in, the, in our second week of the HBCU sports segment on the Clown Podcast. So until then, please subscribe in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. Uh, just, just pretty much click on that so you can stay updated with our new podcast and my new snippets here and there. And last but not least, get the merch, cafepress.com. Search for the Clown Town Sports. The description will be in the description. The link will be in the description and after the podcast. So until then, I'm tired, but let's just get it. Good morning, got a new greeting for you all, wherever you may be. This is Scott Burks, my man Dwayne Nash. This is the Clown Hour Podcast. And speaking of Dwayne Nash, check him out on The Yard. HBCU Sports reps about all things HBCU Sports. As well as Sleazy Radio every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Check his crew out. It's a, they're hilarious. It's informative. You'll learn something and be entertained at the same time. And last but not least, check out his great work on Herosports.com. He reps about all things FCS sports, particularly football, among other things, as it pertains to HBCUs. So your boy here, check out my sports blog, The Clown Times. It's Clown Spell with K at www.theclowntimes.net. And check us out on Facebook as well, whether you're on your smartphone, desktop, laptop. Just go on the search window, type in The Clown Times. You'll find us there after the food as well. Uh, a couple more things before we get into it. Uh, please subscribe. We'll be getting some subscribers uh, the past couple of weeks, which is great. I encourage it. He encourages us. Yes, it's sir. a win-win all the way around because you will be happy that you're getting all the updates and all the good stuff. And also, please keep up the comments. I love interacting with you all. D nice, uh, encur- like like encourages as well. He's enjoying the interactions. Pertains oh, most definitely. HBCUs as well. It's we're going to get a lot of traffic. So good news is we got more of that. Um, but anyway, just just keep just keep that up as well. And um, so please subscribe to the channel. And last but not least. Get the merch. Get the merch. Cafepress.com. Search for the Clown Time Sports. Uh, I will have the link in the description once we upload the video to YouTube either later on tonight or early tomorrow. But other way, you'll find the, this merch, the merch there as well. So we're going to get into it. Got a little bit ambitious uh, podcast tonight. We're going to start with the NBA. Uh, you know, the funniest thing is we're talking off camera about this man. I was mm-hmm. on a road trip that back down to North Carolina to check on my mother um, since my dad's passage was last summer. Uh, rest in peace, pops. Um, and it's cool. One of the coolest things I ever experienced was driving down to North Carolina, not realizing that Thursday, the 25th, was the NBA trade deadline. So. On NBA radio, on Sirius XM, I'm listening to all the stuff that went down. And speaking of stuff that went down, there was a lot of trades that went down. I'm just going <laughs> to touch upon the highlights. First of all, the Nuggets acquired uh, JaVale McGee mm-hmm. uh, for Dylan Wright 
uh, from uh, Detroit and with Sacramento Kings, you know, as well. Um, actually, I've jacked jet that up. I'm sorry, JaVale McGee, to, like from the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Denver Nuggets, as far as their Hartenstein, a 2023 protected second round pick, uh, not protected 2027 second round pick. The important thing is JaVale McGee is going to Denver Nuggets. Also, Nikola Vujovic is leaving the Orlando Magic, is going to join the Chicago Bulls. Mm -hmm. uh, scroll up a little bit. And speaking of the Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon was traded, which was perhaps one of the big trades of the day, was traded to the Denver Nuggets. The creamy nougats, yes, sir. I mean, so basically Denver increased the defensive presence with both JaVale and Gordon because Gordon, Gordon's an underrated defensive player, I think. Mm -hmm. And he'll give us a scoring punch to help out with uh, Jamal Murray and mm -hmm. the Joker himself. Boston yeah. um, acquired um, Evan Fournier, which I thought was a very underrated trade. From mm -hmm. Orlando. So you get the thing with Orlando here. They're selling, they decide to tank. They 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 say to themselves, we suck, we don't want to win anymore. We throw out the white flag. Let's reboot this whole thing. So anyway, so basically Boston gets got the Evan Fournier. Um Rajon Rondo's going to the like went to the Clippers from mm -hmm. from the Atlanta Hawks, which would be which is going to make that team a lot better from a leadership standpoint, especially mm -hmm. have playoff Rondo come like coming up this postseason, and they put them up in the arms race above the Lakers. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, but the biggest news of the day of that day was the player who was most rumored to move, that being Cal Lowry, mm -hmm. Lowry from the uh, Toronto Raptors. He didn't move. He stayed put. I guess apparently uh, 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 Missouri, the um, the uh, general manager from the Toronto Raptors, out of wanted too much, or didn't really want to trade him. Mm. And he may, it's, it's a rumor that he may be back on the one or two year deal extension after his contract expires this season, at, at, like, like, like after the season ends. So I guess Missouri's trying to do right by Glowry, who's the best uh, uh uh, Raptors player of all time. Of all time, most easily, he's, yeah. He's an icon in that franchise, in that city. So they're trying mm -hmm. to do, the, do right by him. Props to the Raptors organization for doing so, but we'll see about that. But the most head-scratching, remember when that whole James Harden trade went down? Um, you know, that, and they had a chance to get Karis LeVert, and instead thought that the brass of Houston thought that uh, uh, Victor Oladipo was a better idea. Yeah. Come to find out, Oladipo, no one didn't want to leave Indiana necessarily. He did not want to go to Houston. No. And he made it known. He made it clear mm -hmm. when they offered him an extension, the Rockets did, he didn't want to be there. He said, nah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> so basically, what had happened was, instead of getting <laughs> what would have been a kind of a one-side trade anyway, because you never get equal value for a superstar, and that being um, uh, James Harden, mm -hmm. instead of having Karis Avert, he decided and, and he wanted Oladipo, but they end up going to ship at Oladipo to where he went. He wanted to go all all along, all oh, along, yeah, to the Miami Heat for a couple of tomato cans. I mean, a decent role player, Kelly Olynyk, and then yeah, the, Kelly Olynyk, yeah, and some other dude. So basically, this clown in Houston. That's well said and done. Flip James Harden 
Oh, Kelly Olenek, I said I'm gonna do. I know he must be proud. So, uh, just, 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 just in your mind, in your mind's eye, who do you think won some of the trades, and who do you think did not know what the hell they were doing? Oh man, um, see, once again, that's that's always difficult to answer. Sure. In terms of who wins a trade, who doesn't win a trade, because. Actually, I was just saying this, well, not just now, but I was saying this around the time when, um, and, and, you know, I always got to reference one of uh, a team that I'm a fan of whenever I bring up a, a situation, especially when it's relevant. Yep. Um, during the Russell Westbrook to Washington deal for John Wall, you don't necessarily know when something is a winner or, or a dud until, like, maybe a year after the deal is made. Mm -hmm. Like when, when, when that deal was originally made and the Rockets were on their streak, everyone thought that the Rockets won that deal. Next thing you know, you turn around, the Rockets are on a 20 game lose streak. Did they really win that deal? Mm, we don't know. Um, I'll say this though. There are a lot of teams that did come up as beneficiaries, but you just have to see whether or not these pieces um, will end up, um, working well with what they currently had on their roster, especially with all of these playoff teams. So you talked about the Celtics getting Fournier. They also got Mo right. Wagner, who, who bounced around from Washington, who eventually ended up in in, um, in Boston. Mm. One deal that you didn't talk about was Norman Powell going mm. from Toronto to, to the Blazers, a, a, another piece that could potentially help out Portland. Um, like you said, the addition of Aaron Gordon and, and JaVale McGee, infused with that young roster over there in Denver. How would that work out? And then Victor Oladipo going to Miami. How is that going to work when he gets down there? A team that was in the NBA Finals last year that's currently trying to fight somewhere for that fourth, fifth, or sixth seed in the East. And, and will yeah, that so many injuries too. So many yeah, they've been dealing with a whole lot of injuries. Gosh, yeah. but, but, you know, will that infusion of Oladipo, who wanted to be in Miami in the first place, really be the thing that helps out the two deals that we talked about that weren't necessarily trades i thought were super huge as well mm -hmm. um one andre drummond of course being released Files. by the cleveland cavaliers yeah. going to the la lakers yeah. um we don't necessarily know how that's going to work until lebron and and Anthony davis both come back right now if they both are capable of coming back this year Oh my God, that front court of the Lakers is going to be monstrous. And, and their ability to rebound with AD. Um, well, God, they, they both would be AD, won't they, with Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis? And well, we don't know course, who the real AD is, though. Well, we, we, I, we don't know who we the real AD is. We'll anyway. fight who the real AD is <laughs> that situation, right? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Kyle Kuzma, who's a rebound machine. And then, of course, LeBron being 6'9 can grab boards as well. Mm -hmm. So you want to have a bunch of guys that are all, that, that are not only be able to get defensive rebounds, but also extend possessions by gaining offensive rebounds as well. So the only way that becomes a huge benefit to them is if all those guys, well, if, if LeBron and AD are capable of coming back to make a title run in the playoffs. And if not, then they're going to have to potentially, uh, well, not potentially, but they're going to have to resign Andre Drummond, which may not be a hard task to do, um, to try to make that run next year. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one, of course, is LaMarcus Aldridge to Brooklyn, where, oh, my God, they've already had 
how are they going to get playing time? How many dudes from the buyout <laughs> market have been in Brooklyn? I mean, you got damn uh, Blake Griffin. Yes, Blake who, Griffin. Who, who is going to get playing time? Who, who's going to get playing time? I mean, how hey, is- they, they're going to get ran like a, like an NBA All-Star squad. I guess so. Yeah, that's exactly how they're going to get ran. I guess so. So, you know, you got Blake Griffin, um, Kevin Durant, Kyle, uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Joe Harris, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. The Monstars, the spirits of Charles Barkley and, and, and uh, Sean Bradley and, and, and Larry Johnson all playing on that squad, they're going to be insane. The thing is, though, is whether or not um, Steve Nash can get all of these guys, like you just said, to play together as a unit and be competitive. Because on paper, this looks like an all-star squad on paper. The thing is, though, will it work out in, in real life? And as of right now, with the Lakers being the situation that they're in currently health-wise, the Clippers, can we trust the Clippers, especially with a new head coach? Um, I like Ty Lue. I love Ty Lue. I don't like the chemistry, but go ahead. I don't like the chemistry. And then, you know, is Utah too young? Is is Denver still too young? What about Portland? Is Portland going to get their act together? What about in the East? Can can Boston and, and Miami rebound? Are the Bucks going to be for real with the injury situation that they're dealing with? They still have to be bound from too. Right. Um, my God, the, the Knicks are the Knicks ready yet to compete? Um, same thing can be said. I about can't Philly. believe it. I've been pitching myself every night for the past couple of months. They're my Knicks are in contention. The We're Knicks are fourth seed. Followed by Who the knows? Hornets and the Hornets. Followed by the Hornets. Who yes. knew? They are a real basketball knew? team. Yes. <laughs> Who knew? Right. Yeah. So. It's, it's a lot of, of, of questions that's, that are still out there based upon what these teams are going to be capable of doing, what they what they won't be capable of doing, and we really won't find out into the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you this, man. With these trades, com- the trade, combine the trades with the fact that you we are now playing games. So I, thought, mm-hmm. I still think it's genius. Genius move by Adam Silver, one of the greatest uh, commissioners in sports right now. Sports commissioners in sports right now. He he nailed it with the plan because that limited amount of teams taken. And yes, we didn't. Y'all know teams don't want to be in in in, in Lala and not Lala and no man's land in terms of like good enough to get in the playoffs, not good enough to contend in the playoffs. Not which means not you know going to be bad enough to get a good draft pick. But you still gotta draft, still gotta do your job. There's no no excuses in the end, right? If you're a genius mm-hmm. manager and scout. Um, but still, yo, seven seed through the ten seeds, qualify for the play-in. It's awesome. I think it's yeah. fucking great. I think it's great. So which means that there's a it's a sense of urgency to finish in the top six of each conference. So mm-hmm. in other words, teams one through ten have a lot to play for. Going to May, into the playoffs, which starts in May. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great because no one wants to see a bunch of teams tanking. I no. don't want to see I don't want to see that shit. So and no that, one wants to see their favorite team tanking. No. So I feel I, I, I actually feel bad for the fans in Orlando. I understand that they're on the outs, but for them to go ahead and trade away all of that youth and all of that talent to start from scratch all over again. All over again. After making the playoffs last year. I guess the way they looked at it, man, is that I guess they think they, I think they believe with all that time that Orlando had that they have 
peaked. I think on I think the front office thinks that they peaked the last two seasons. And even though those peaks led to first round playoff exits, but still, if they if they think that even though they're not a they're not a free agent destination despite their being in the state tax free state of, of Florida mm-hmm. and it's Disney World, the land of, of Walt Disney. It's not a fringe of destination like Miami is. Yeah. Oh, the, let's be real. The Disney thing probably wears off after a couple of months. I'm sure it does. So, especially if you don't have kids. It's, yeah. And so, especially, <laughs> and plus, it's too damn expensive with kids. Yeah. So, this is, I can speak from experience. I'm pretty sure you can speak from experience. Hey, I, I, I've unfortunately had to dodge that that um, that missile. That doesn't mean that I won't. Well, good uh, for you. Continue to dodge it. As <laughs> count your adult. blessings. Clash your count your blessings. That's yeah. That's good. It's one thing. It's a simple. It's a thing that you do just once in your life. God, that means I've already used up my 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 past. And as a kid, then. Say <laughs> la vie. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm, I, I'm saying. It's we made a mistake of going down with this. I know we're going off subject, but right quick, I know. We, we, we made the mistake of going on there doing Memorial Day Week when it was hot as hell. When there's no it's trees. Crowded. All those, it's crowded. No holiday trees around, all concrete, which meant your ass was baking. Yeah. And we started early in the morning because a good friend of mine, one of my best friend's wife, set it up. So yeah. it, was, it was like, we started early in the morning. We had a good plan, but we started early in the morning and late at night because how things are scheduled because it's mm-hmm. hard to because you guys schedule your reservation for the restaurants there or on the Disney on the Disneyland of Disney World rather campuses either it's Animal Kingdom the main uh, kingdom like uh, uh, Walt, Walt Disney uh, World campus I call them campuses campus or the Hollywood wherever the hell it's 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 hard to get reservations if you're going through if you do do the dining experience on the mm-hmm. Disney World Resort. And it's good for the kids. They get to see the favorite characters dressed up. Yeah. Which is what you're paying for when you go to eat. Let's just be real about that. Yeah. Um, but I thoroughly, but really, if I had to do it over again, but knowing I know now, just stay with the local restaurants. There's an awesome, there's an awesome Cuban restaurant we like we went to uh, last night. It was great. I wish we'd done Cuban food every night, but that's not even no <laughs> But again, like I said, it's good to do once in life. I, I, that was my second time being the Epcot, the, the Epcot Center. I went okay. when I was a teenager. Yeah, with my parents. But, but yeah, that's 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 it. I've been I've been to Epcot twice. Disney World just once. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm I'm good. But anyway, back to the NBA and as it relates to the Orlando match. That's why we got off topic because Orlando. Talk about <laughs> Disney. Um, they, I think the fans felt that they that well, not the fans, but the actual front office thought that they peaked. Mm-hmm. That's why the selling off parts? That's why Aaron Gordon's gone. Evan Fournier is gone. Dijovic is gone. Um, but do they really think they could strike gold again, like they did with the White Howard? Uh, and before that, obviously, Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal. Well, actually, it was really Chris Webber. They traded they traded him away for the right yeah, to get Shaq. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Yo, Penny Hardaway, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right, Penny, yeah. 
Yeah, because I thought that was going to be a mean front court. Yeah, with um with Shaq and and Chris, and they wanted to but, play together. They wanted to play yeah. together. So, but yeah. but Shaq wanted to play more with Penny because of his experience during blue chips. Right, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, he said that's what sold him. That's what sold him. Yeah, he said he saw a, another uh, 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 Magic and Kareem coming, but in Orlando and in. Hey, it could have happened if, if if Penny would have stayed healthy. Yeah, it's one of the greatest what ifs. Yeah, that and Grant Hill, Grant Hill being healthy, <clears throat> one of the greatest what ifs of all time because Grant Hill would have been able to play. I feel bad for. I agree with you. I feel really bad for Orlando Magic franchise <laughs> because essentially, if you want to look at it, especially in the Penny and Chuck years, they were OKC before OKC. They had the young stars. They peak, They started to peak early. And similar to what happened with OKC, they want to pay their guys. They want to pay James Harden. It's a big mistake, mm-hmm. which yeah. led to, because of course, being like with a Russell Westbrook and your boy KD, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But eventually Kevin Durant wanted out. See, that whole thing broke down. When they didn't yeah. bring back, when they chose, he's a great player in his own right, but when they chose uh, Serge Ibaka over... Uh, James Harden, that's what started the whole thing unraveling. But believe it or not, they once had all four on the same team. Yeah. That's about to realize their primes. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine? So again, that's why I would say the Orlando Magic was our generation's OKC. And yeah. even after that, with um, not that far, not that long after that, maybe five, six, seven years mm-hmm. after the whole thing broke down the first time around, they still had the free agency. They they landed Tracy McGrady and uh-huh. Grant Hill, uh-huh. two guys who wanted to play together. They they organized that, but Grant Hill, as we all know, he couldn't stay healthy. Hey, well, see, I'm glad you brought that up because if you wasn't, I was. Mm-hmm. With a bonus to that, I don't know if you remember Tim Duncan. There was there was going. <laughs> You, you got me to it because a lot of people don't remember that part. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't remember he was this close that Duncan was close. close to leaving San Antonio uh-huh. to go to Orlando to be with, with uh... <laughs> oh my God, if that would have, oh my God, T Mac, Tim Duncan, and, and Grant, Grant Hill, Hill. If in Grant their Hill primes. In their primes. That is one of the biggest what ifs in NBA history. Lord have mercy. God that almost is forgot one of the biggest that. what ifs in NBA history. Tim Duncan was this close to leaving San Antonio. I almost forgot that. Almost forgot about that. That's why I feel bad for Sarah Ratchet fans because they were on the precipice of two dynasties. Two. The first, if they would have paid, if they would have paid Shaquille the first time. Uh, they just lost their damn minds. They didn't want to pay Shaquille. They so, didn't want to pay Shaq, yeah. So if they would have paid Shaq, could you imagine how great that team would have been? They would have built around him and Penny. And then after, and after that, you had guys want to go to Orlando. So you had Trace McGrady. You had Gray Hill. And, and just this close to Tim Duncan. That would have been the original big three as far as free agency. Orlando would have been just living it up, man. Can you imagine? Orlando fan would have been with this close to being the Miami Heat fan. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially that's, that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And, 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 and see, that's what, it has to be tough to be an Orlando Magic fan 
especially if you're one of a particular age and you had to witness all of that. Man. And and, and, and how in the East was weak at the time. So you had a very underrated Detroit Pistons team coached by uh, Rick Carlisle. You had the New, New Jersey Nets, then the New Jersey Nets with Jason Kidd and Kenya Martin stud. I think a team, an Orlando Magic team with Duncan, with McGray, with the health of Grand Hill, beats both of those teams easy. And they would have challenged the Lakers. They would have challenged the, the Spurs. I don't know if the Spurs yeah. would be as good without mm-hmm. Duncan. The Spurs wouldn't have been as good without Tim Duncan. Yeah. Right. So it would have been the Lakers. So with Shaq and Kobe. So just imagine that. Imagine that, but it didn't happen. But it was this close to happening. It's amazing while one thing could change the entire history of a franchise, future of a franchise. It's crazy. Between Tim Duck and just going back to say to at the very last minute and Grant Hill's health. That's what stopped it. Crazy. So we feel bad for you, Orlando Magic fans. You're going to the same shit again, <laughs> rebuilding again. I, I, I shed one single tear for the Orlando Magic fans. A third tier. I do. Because, <laughs> you know, to, to see a team that 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 was fighting for a playoff spot and was potentially looking to do the same this year with a bunch of young talent for them to just clean our house like that. Yeah. Duck tear. Yep. Yeah. Um but speaking of tears, how how how's the light being if, if being a legend, I don't think being a legend Orlando Magic fan is bad. At least they're trying. Mm-hmm. Not being a Houston Rocket fan. What the fuck was that GM thinking? Flipping, essentially flipping James Harden for Kelly Olenek and another dude. Um, I don't know if he knows. I don't know if he knows. Um, uh, he played the dice game and lost. Big he time. Out. He crept the hell out. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what he didn't see that I saw. I mean, I'm not calling myself a genius or, or Nostradamus or whatever, but to, to, to know or to be aware of the fact that mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo was looking to go to Miami and play, mm-hmm. but yet and still, you still trade for him with the hopes of signing him. And then you, it turns out that it didn't work out. Yeah. And so in, in, in essence, that's what your deal ends up being. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I just don't, I just don't know. I don't know what the, I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing. And I really feel bad for Steven Silas. That's what I feel the worst for. That's what I feel the worst for. Because the organization looked one way when he was hired. Mm -hmm. Then that fell apart. Right. The new pieces you came in worked for about a month. Mm -hmm. And everyone was singing your praises. Right. And the next thing you know, Oladipo's out in the midst of a 20-game lose streak. And now you're here. Yeah. As one of the drudges of the NBA right now, and it's not his, it's not Silas's fault. No, he didn't ask for James Harden to be to get fat and one out. No. He didn't ask for Jam- Jamarcus Cousins to fall out of favor. He didn't no. ask for uh, Oladipo to not want to be there. He didn't ask for his general manager to be a roar. That's now on Silas, but he's going to get the brunt of it. I mean, that's unfortunate. Exactly. He worked so hard to get to that point to become a head coach. And they get stuck with this. It's just. It's and the just thing sad. is, he's not the GM. 
No. All, the, all they can do is play with the pieces that he's given. Right. And it's unfortunate that the pieces that were there didn't want to stay, and then there were other pieces that ended up leaving. Yeah. It is, it is what it is, but I just hate that for Steven Silas. Meanwhile, when you mentioned the bios earlier, mm-hmm. I like... I like drumming for the Lakers more because I don't know how they're going to fit uh, uh, Lamarcus, Lamarcus Aldridge in that rotation in Brooklyn. They already got they already like crazy at the top in terms of leadership in the locker room. A lot to us. Kevin Durant being all super sister, like Ralph Trisband when going back and forth with Michael Rappaport. You have mm-hmm. like uh, what's his name, um, Kyrie Irving taking a sabbatical for a birthday. It's just a hot mess. So I. I, I I, I like Drummond more so in LA because he brings rebounding, mm-hmm. he brings rim protection. Mm-hmm. And once LeBron and AD and Anthony Davis really did gets healthy, they're gonna be great defensively in the front line and they provide some depth that they really needed. Um, because I think with with, with getting uh, drumming back and drumming to the fold, I think that's the Lakers' way of admitting that they made a mistake of not retaining JaVale McGee. Yeah. Because they have no, they, that they don't have a this defensive presence in the mm-hmm. middle. And that's what helped them out last year. Yeah. And so I think they're writing the wrong on that. Um, but, but if you look at it though, uh-huh. they righted that wrong of allowing uh, JaVale McGee to go and getting back Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. I would have done the same thing. If, if yeah. I would have had a crystal ball and, and it would have said, AD, get rid of JaVale McGee because <laughs> you're going to get Andre Drummond. Out of here. Out of here. JaVale would have been out of here. <laughs> I heard the Racco say once, there's nothing faster than a pew. There would have been nothing faster than than than, than me getting JaVel McGee out of there, knowing <laughs> that I was going to eventually end up getting there, uh, Andre Drummond. There's mm-hmm. no way in the world you I would have been able to get him out of there fast enough, right? Knowing that because that, that's a huge improvement. You get more points, you get more rebounds. You're getting a guy that's a walking double double, a guy that averages 13.7 boards per game. Yes, good God, yes. And like you said, he is a defensive presence. Yeah, so that's he'll give work. you four offensive boards per game. Give me that, please. And, and that will help them in the playoffs because we all know that they're going to go through two teams. They're going to have to go through um, Utah. If things stay the way they are now, the stay stay where they are now. Uh-huh. They're going to go through Utah, mm-hmm. and they're going to go through. More than likely, they're going to go through the, through the Clippers. So they need defensive presence to deal with those two squads. Now Utah's uh-huh. a great defensive team as it is. The Lakers have more scoring op- options than and more experience on their side than than the than the mat than the magic than the, than the jazz. Yeah. It's just that it's they're all geared, it's that arms race. They're all gearing up for each other. Clippers, mm-hmm. Lakers, then the Nets. Because six didn't really do anything. No. They, they didn't have to do anything. And that I mean just well, they, they, they wanted to do something. They wanted to do something, but they have to because they're still in first place in the East without MB, which means yeah. that everyone is playing well. Simmons is still locking the dudes down defensively. Mm-hmm. He's impacting the game, rebounding, assisting the ball, and defense. And what and they're doing and they're winning right now without MB. Now once MB gets back healthy, they're bringing him back slowly, which is great, which is smart. 
because you need him for the stretch run. He was the MVP candidate before he got hurt. So, I mean, between really outside of Brooklyn, if you're Philly, are you really worried about Milwaukee? I know they. I know Milwaukee upgraded in the offseason, but until yeah. they show me something in the until you show me, especially until Giannis, you show me. I'm looking at you, Giannis. I'm looking at you, Greek freak. Unless your ass shows me some in the playoffs, unless you your ass shows D nice in the playoffs, what's going on, and other fans, I'm not counting them in. So it's really outside of Brooklyn. Should Philly fear anybody else? The answer is no. Probably not. No. The only way that I'll, I fear anyone. I would have to be in a playoff series with them, and mm-hmm. I would have to be down 2-1 or 2-0. That's the only way that I would start to be concerned at that point. Yeah. I, because I, I, don't, I don't know if Philadelphia is, is capable of turning it on during the playoffs because we haven't seen them do it, and that's their head coach included, outside of Boston. Right. So Talk we, about we disappointment. Yeah, let's, we, we, we can't. Yeah. We can't forget about that either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm Boston, I'm confident, but I'm not cocky. Because right. they haven't done it as a unit yet either. So they, they, they still got to Missouri me too. They still got to show me what yeah. they got as well. I can't believe Boston hasn't gotten their shit together. They're so talented. They're so well coached. It's something they're missing. It's something they're missing. They're not that soft. They're that tough. It's something that they're missing. Meanwhile, Last quick one, one thing quickly. You can hit the puns teams in West Conference if you like too. Mm-hmm. The fact that I mentioned this earlier, my Knicks and the Hornets are playing so well. It goes to show you. In the case of the Knicks, coaching makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. You got Tim, uh, 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 Tom Thibodeau, having those boys playing defense, establishing the culture of accountability. Mm-hmm. Shoot the grinder. But that team needs to needed an ass kicking in the worst way. You got RJ Barrett playing a lot better. Uh, Julius Randle is a fucking stud. One of my boys is a big Laker fan. When he played for for like, like when Randle played for Lakers, he's like, when he signed with with my Knicks a few years ago, he's like, you are getting the stud, Scott. Yeah, you just don't know it. Mm-hmm. And dude, this dude's been balling it all year. And Charlotte, even I know that Lamelo Ball is hurt out for the season, which is unfortunate, which sucks in the worst way. He's your rookie of the year. Mm. And the fact that he brings that flair to Charlotte because, like Orlando, Drage don't want to come to Charlotte, even though the the the, the jump man himself, Michael Jordan, is the owner of the team. No one wants to go to Charlotte. It's in the middle of Bible Belt. It's a college town. It is what it is. Now, it's, it's a lot to do, but not as much as, say, Atlanta and the glamour cities of the NBA. Well, that along with the fact that there's the perceived uh, notion that playing under a mic is tough. Mm. Mm. Good point. So there's there's still that notion out there that is, it, it makes it difficult for people who want to. There's still people who want to go and play for Mike, of course. Right. But there's some people that don't want to play for Mike, and and, and it kind of shows. And they don't want that pressure too. So the thing is, is yeah, you know, they finally got a good basketball team. Gordon Hayward's playing like Utah Jazz. Gordon Hayward, yeah, scary Terry. And, and, and it's, it's messed up that 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 Boston missed out on that. Yeah, that was a bad fit. That was a bad fit, especially when he got hurt, which is not mm-hmm. his fault. And no. the, and the young guys took off, Jalen Brown and 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 Jalen. Uh, 
Uh, we forget his last name. But anyway, he played for Duke. Um, but anyway, those the, those two Jason guys. Jason Tatum and Jason Tatum. I call him Jalen. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah, those two guys play well as rookies, mm-hmm. which kind of threw that chemistry dynamic pretty off. Yeah. And again, wasn't their fault. It wasn't Gordon Hayward's fault. It just was. It's just. It just was what it was. Um, but I mean, you know, now the, the Charlotte has a real basketball. Devontae Graham coming off the bench and balling. Mm-hmm. Kansas fine, Kansas finest, and Malik Monk playing like the lottery pick that he was supposed to be, and they got the coaching, so they finally got the stuff together, and they're playing well despite a Lamar, Lamar, a Lamelo Ball's injury, but that's a great bat. That's a damn good basketball team, and they're young. They're young, but you know what that does though? All that does is just puts um, Terry Rozier back at the point for them. And a spot that he's comfortable in. Yep. Yeah. And so you're still having two point guards on the floor with Scary Terry and Lamella Ball. Yeah. I mean, you got Scary Terry with Devontae and Graham's now in back of Stone Line, which ain't bad. They're playing well. No. Mm-hmm. And if you go out west, one last thing, you got to get still Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns still balling out thanks to Chris Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where a change with a, a player can make a difference. Chris Paul's leadership. Bust mm-hmm. up Devin Booker back to the shooting guard where he belongs so he can create off the ball and sets up Deontay. Uh, I forget his name, last name. DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, yep. So mm-hmm. it's a great, a great fit there. They're well coached by um, Monty Williams. Mm-hmm. So this the playoffs, again, it's going to be hella exciting one through six in both conferences. Mm-hmm. Seven through 10 is going to be a dogfight. And that in that those playing games, I'm telling you, again, great move by Adam Silver to pull that off and allow the players and talking to players into keeping it. It's very exciting all the way around. It's wide mm-hmm. ass open, even with the favorites in both conferences. So it's great. So I'm looking forward to the stretch run, the NBA uh regular season. I know you are too. So oh yeah, most definitely. This 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 hot, man. Again, NBA is hot. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, speaking of this, thing, this thing is how about base basketball right, right, uh, right quick go to the NCAA tournament. More upsets. Uh, unfortunately, my dream squad, Loyal Chicago, got beat by Oregon State. Um, that's too bad. But how about UCLA knocking off Michigan? I did not see that coming. And props to UCLA, B, too, because yeah. the guy who's coaching him, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio, Mick Cronin. He played, he, he coached at UC for over 10 years. That's his alma mater. He's from the west side of Cincinnati. So he's Cincinnati through and through. And through. I, however, I, I think somehow, for some reason, the, the, the brass here forced him out. I know he took a job at UCLA. I know he kind of it seemed like he controlled his own destiny. I think UC kind of forced him out because of they kept coming up short in the NCAA tournament year after year after year. Um, but again, good for Mick Cronin. He, he, he threw the UC brass a collective middle finger because he took UCLA at 11 seed to the final four. Only the second or so double seed to do it since George Mason. Um, Way back, way back in the 90s, I think, late 90s. So, um, yeah, 
So I think yeah, cause cause they beat UConn. They beat uh Richard Hamilton's UConn squad. Was it 97 or 98? I forgot. But anyway, the point the point is is that they were they're the second team that they, they they beat UCLA Bruins are the second, I think the second team, second double seeded team to get to the final four since George Mason did it. As a, I think George Mason was an 11 seed as well, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta look that up. Um, I know you're thinking, <laughs> thinking when they 11th seed, because I think George Mason was an 11 seed that that season. But none, nonetheless, would you have now? You have you have Gonzaga, my favorite, my uh-huh. favorite at all. Gonzaga going against UCLA. Yeah. On one side of the bracket, on the other side of the bracket, which I think is probably the, going to be the game of the tournament, you have Baylor and Houston. From the old Southwest Conference days, both teams get out there defensively. They're both long. They're both good. They can both defend. They're both well coached. I'm happy for Kelvin Sampson of Houston. Yes. From going through finally that that, that, that career hell that he endured. Uh huh. First at That's IU, Indiana, and yeah. had to go through the NBA as an assistant mm-hmm. for many years. Come back at Houston, mm-hmm. and there they are. So God bless him for that. Oh, to your point, it wasn't George Mason. It was VCU and Shaka Smart. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got also, it. as an eleventh seed. Okay, that's right because yeah. they they were the one of the last teams to get into the tournament. Yeah, and people were saying that VCU shouldn't have been in the first place. I do remember. Yeah, that. yeah. And they were like, "Okay, the jokes on you, motherfucker." We in the final <laughs> four. Uh, I think they beat they beat Kansas to get to the final four that year because that was mm-hmm. with um, that was a Marcus. Um, that was also the point. Marcus and and Mark and uh, what's the other one? Marcus and Marquise Morris, Marcus, the Morris Marcus brothers. Morris. Yeah, yeah. That, that's back when I don't know if this is true or not, but Van, Fred Van Vliet, who graduated of VCU, he actually no 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 no. That's that's what Charles I'm sorry. Another is another player at the at, at the coin toss when the captains met at, at, at you know on the side before tip off. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, Marcus Morris said, "This is it. Y'all going out." Before the game, mm. he told VCU that, and VCU, as history was servant, they beat Kansas and they beat them <laughs> pretty handily. Um, so, with that being said, is is there a reason that I or anyone should pick the field over Gonzaga at this point? At this point. Oh, bruh. I don't know, man. It would be tough. It really would be tough. Um, As good as UCLA has looked, um, the o- I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the only way that Gonzaga loses to UCLA is if they, they, they beat themselves and they make yeah. a bunch of mistakes. Right. Um, and then the winner of Baylor-Houston It'll be interesting, but I don't I don't necessarily know how that matchup was gonna work. Um but of course, if it's Baylor Gonzaga, it is the 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 championship um game that people have been expecting almost all season mm-hmm. because Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, occasionally Illinois, Iowa, 
have been the teams that they've been talking about all season winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has kind of been like, meh, especially within a real good Big Ten in a real good Big 12 conference, as well as those teams played within those conferences. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone thought that <clears throat> anyone either than Baylor, Illinois, or Michigan would potentially be a, a, a championship caliber team. Right. Maybe Ohio State, especially after their run in their, yeah. their conference tournament. Right. But um yeah, I I I think we're just about as as with the exception of course of, of, of UCLA, almost as chalky as as the tournament was about to get, right? Mm-hmm. Because we almost got Michigan. They had a pretty good shot at the end of the game, even with 0.5 seconds to go on the clock. If they make that shot, then you get three number ones and a number, what, a number three, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Or they're number two. No, um, Houston's number two. So you would have gotten three number ones and a number two. So it, it, the final four still had the opportunity of being extremely chalky. It just right. happened to be that the upstart UCLA Bruins that no one thought would get out of their first their first full round and beat Michigan State has advanced. But, hey, um, kudos to them because they played some wonderful basketball to get to this point. Yeah. And um, this may be the team, uh, Gonzaga, it's maybe the second undefeated team ever. Yeah. You know, I saw the IU years ago because we all thought that you UNLV was going to do it that one year in nine. Uh, it was a 93? No, it was 92. No, it was 91. 91. 91. 91. When they shot, made black people upset everywhere. When they <laughs> shot uh, UNLV, when they were shot by Duke. Uh, <laughs> but I the still year remember prior, that too. I mean, just the, they destroyed the, UNLV, the year before. They yeah, destroyed the, the, the year UNLV before. Is the the yeah. last. Um, the last major conference team to not win it, I meant to win it. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and Gonzaga is looking to 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 do that same feat. Um, and Houston this year, Gonzaga and Houston and Houston. That's right. Yeah, from America. So, yeah. um, which I think is cool. You got two mid mid teams from mid major conferences. From mid major conferences, yeah. Because I think Gonzaga itself is not a mid major. That's a big time no. program. I think Houston's yeah. now is a big time program. Uh-huh. Uh, with Kelvin Sampson at the helm, so they're they're made that's their powers. Not only to respect the conference, but in college basketball now, because Gonzaga's proved that for years and years and years, years. We all know. Oh my God! Gonzaga. How fun would it be to have a Houston Gonzaga final? That would be hot. That would be hot. I, I that would be very hot because you got two two powers mm-hmm. from little guy conferences. Yeah. Where's the situation that's going to happen? And yeah. then, remember, Houston, they were left at the altar twice when the Big 12 was formed. Mm-hmm. When they had to go into, excuse me, so to Conference Siberia after the Southwest Conference dissolved. Yeah. And now, when they, when they, when the Big 12 was looking to recruit teams, which turned out they didn't bring anybody in, mm-hmm. they were finding hard to get in on them to be, to, to be rebuffed by Texas. Yeah. You know, they didn't say it was Texas. We all know it was Texas. So um, they want to spread in more of that kitty throughout the conference. So, um, you know, but which is cool to have you and to have Houston playing against Baylor, two Southwestern Conference, former Southwest Conference foes. Mm-hmm. 
and they're not that far from each other. This is driving wise, Waco and Houston. Waco and Houston, yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I, I'm happy for Houston in the sense that they spent they're spending money with both football and basketball. They have the facilities for both. They got great, mm-hmm. they got great coaching. I know uh, uh, Dana Hogerson, football coach there. He came over from West Virginia. Who he, he was very successful in West Virginia. So this is his first, second year in Houston. So he's getting his foot in his recruiting. So I think, given a little bit of time, I think they'll be fine with him. But all I still have to say this: Houston spends the money to be a, a, a power five power, be, like because that's their oil money down there. It's Houston, Texas. That's the oil money. That's that that aerospace money. That's that all that 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 alumni. They're spending the money, and so it's going to be good to see them get the exposure that they deserve. This basketball squad, and it would be great. You're right. It would be hell awesome. You have two power teams from mid-major conferences duking it out for the title. That would be awesome. I will say this one last thing. I mentioned Michigan earlier. I'm a big fan of Juwan Howard. I really wanted Juwan Howard to get his squad to the Final Four because, for one, the the lack of black coaches in the D1 level. It's it's documented. We see it. To have, like, Juwan Howard in his second year take his squad to the Final Four and have possibly the Bad Five reunite to support this brother would have been a cool thing. Would have been one of the coolest things in the world. But yeah. You know, I think I think uh, Jawan House obviously is nowhere close to be nowhere close to being done. He's already bringing a great recruiting class for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 just getting going. He's just getting started. Yeah. So I, I I'm confident in Jawan Howard to keep doing well. Again, it would have been great to see him in the Final Four, but it had mm-hmm. that storyline of the Five Five and all that. But it's, he's doing great. I'm I, yeah. I'm I feel good about his future there, unless they pull the rug underneath him and then some. So. Yeah, I, I think it'll take a lot of failure for him in order to, for that to happen, though. But as of right mm-hmm. now, he, he, he's fine. Yeah, he's most definitely fine. He'd be all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll transition from basketball into baseball because tomorrow's opening day. Yeah, it snuck up on us, right? It's it really, really snuck up on us. I mean, it's it's like it really snuck up on me. I, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Now, I would say this. I wish that Major League Baseball would have went with the expanded postseason for this season. Because mm-hmm. it was cool last season. I know it was a COVID-ravaged year, and, you know, they only got in, what, how many games? Like 60 games? This was 60 games, yeah. And Which is less than half a season. Average uh, base, No, it's, yeah, far less than half a season, the baseball season, which was 162 games. But still, the playoffs, the, the expanded playoffs made it very cool. Different, different matchups. That you know we wouldn't see. It made it very interesting. But looking at the teams last year, compared to this year, you know, is this going to be a little bit different? I mean, for one, you'll see the usual suspects, right? The Dodgers, the Braves, my Yankees, uh, those cheating-ass Astros, unfortunately. And you got teams like the San Diego Padres. They re-signed Fernando Tatis, the big contract, bro. Mm-hmm. And they signed to a very player-friendly contract. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Um, you still got the temporary Rays going to be involved. I think the Washington Nationals going to be involved. The Oakland A's. You can't kill those cats. Um, speaking of cats you can't kill, 
St. Louis Cardinals, a.k.a. Team Cockroach. Yeah. It's still, still going to be a fight because Wayne, they get Wayne right. And he's looking, he's Adam Wainwright, he's looking great this, this preseason. So another another well-run team. This is what happens like the St. Louis Cardinals, the Oakland A's, um, and the and temporary Rays and Washington Nationals, they're well run, they're gonna be involved every year because they're well run. Um, speaking of well run, the Minnesota Twins, I expect to make some noise as well. I think Toronto's still gonna be pretty still be pretty good and then had a, an injury setback. Um but one team in particular that I'm wondering what the hell, why the hell they're even doing this for? The Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, now the Reds, one. the Reds, right quick, man. I'll, I'll turn it over to you. The Reds. Wait, 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 wait. I just caught what you said. Really? You 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 think the Reds are in a situation where you, you think you think they're gonna be bad off this year? Dude, they didn't bring back Trevor Bauer. That was a stud well, pitcher. Yeah, that, that was pretty they didn't yeah, resign him. That was yeah. the reason why they got to the damn playoffs was because of the starting pitching. They didn't bring him back. And I was telling some cats, man, here, they were talking about, well, you got to make a prudent financial decision, blah, blah, blah. Say, dude, scared money don't make none. You in Major League Baseball. You in the division with the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. You got to stay competitive. You can't count out there the Milwaukee Brewers. You got to stay competitive. If, yeah. you, if you can't, if you get your, if your ass cheeks just pinch up at the wrong time and, it's, <laughs> and and don't spend the money to recoup to retain some of your studs like a Trevor Bauer, mm-hmm. it, it, look, it wasn't the pitch that let them down; it was the hitting. The hitting just went south of the playoffs. They lost games where they were shut out twice, I think, and scored yeah. in one run. So yeah. against the against your Braves, against the Braves in the, in the playoffs, yes, sir. So it wasn't the pitching. Because the Brazen score have a lot, a lot of runs. It was the hitting. And I wish they would have kept Bauer because, you, again, you got to size the organization. Do you want to win it? Are you in it to win it or are you just a fuck around? And with the Reds, <laughs> they decide to fuck around. I don't give a damn what any Reds fan tells me. If you're in professional sports, you got to spend the win. Especially in a sport like baseball with no salary cap. Do what you got to do. Figure it out. You get, you, they have smart people in the front office. Figure this shit out. You got a new stadium, new-ish. And, you know, you got your your, 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 your local cable pack, meter package. You're still getting a lot of money from teams who exceed this, the uh, luxury tax. Yeah. You have no excuse not to spend money, especially if you were on the precipice of something good like the Cincinnati Reds were last year. So, I don't, I don't know, get Scott, because there, there are a lot of people that think that this team, I, I've seen... As a matter of fact, we're in the process of doing our MLB preview on Steezy. Um, over the the, the 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 we started last week, um, last week with the, the Western divisions. Mm-hmm. Yesterday we did the Central. Yeah. Next week we'll do the East. Okay. So I, I've heard predictions for the Reds as high as first place I and as low that. as fourth. Yeah. And I I, I, I can't remember I if four. it was either. Um, <clears throat> Coach or Lou that picked the Reds to finish first, and I don't think out of the three of us, I don't. They think must be high. Are they high yeah. on PCP? <laughs> That's the only reason why they are picking the Reds over St. Louis and Chicago <laughs> and Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. they're highest. They're, they're, just, they're sniffing that snuff. But and, and and I don't think the three of us have them lower than third. I don't think. 
I need okay. to check it again, that's but I, I think that's what we currently have. That's now. right. She was saying he finished first or second. <laughs> Not those cheap ass, those, those cheap ass reds. No, they don't deserve it. They they're cheap. Again, you're in professional sports. Are you in it? Are you in it to spin it to win it or not? You don't mean by Trevor Bauer. I'll, I'll get you on that. Close. But of course, the Oakland A's will say, "What about us?" But Which then of course, this well, is the exception to the rule, though. Yes, because they're not as well run. The the A's are one of the best run organizations. Organizations them in and Tampa Bay and St. Louis and all baseball. Yes, those three franchises. Mm-hmm. Because especially with Tampa and Oakland, they're doing it with less. Yes. Year after year after year after year. Cincinnati's not that. Yeah. They're not that. So if you're not that, if you got light in the bottle, you got to keep the bug in the bottle. You Agreed. have it with Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Again, you're not as well, the Reds are not as well run as Tampa and Oakland and St. Louis. And then, and then the fact that that Bama went to L.A. Yeah. Oh exactly. God. Rich just got richer. So thank you, Cincinnati Reds, for being cheap and giving a rich ass team like the Dodgers another shot to win and shot to win another World Series because you just made the Reds better. I'm not the Reds. You made the Dodgers it, better. Volume had to blink, blink an eye. Now it's it's interesting, right? Because normally we would cry bloody murder if this was the Yankees. If this would have happened to the Yankees, well, if this would have happened to the Yankees, right. people would be crying bloody murder. The yeah. thing is, I haven't heard much. <clears throat> Of anyone complaining about the Dodgers doing this deal, and it's my it's God, Yankee it's, hate. It's, it's Yankee hate. They, they, they yeah, hate the Yankees. They're tired yeah. of us. Even yeah. though we didn't go to a World Series for the first time, and it, like this is the only decade, the the twenty tens, that you didn't go to World Series. We, had, we didn't go to World Series. That's the, that's just goes to show you the excellence of the Yankees. Going <laughs> every decade until the twenty tens. Yes, I'm that fan. Because we got the hardware. We got 27 reasons <laughs> to be assholes. We got 27 reasons to be assholes. You want, don't want us to get number 28? Beat us. That's all I ask. Um, or if you're the Reds, you just, you just rush on your laurels. But that the three or four, however the hell many that you guys have, maybe five-ish. But hey, if you if you sell all your five, you won't be cheap. I'm hey, me. this is the week that Scott's delivering the hate. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm a little jealous because I thought that that was my job. But hey, <laughs> this is Scott's week. Have at it, baseball hey, dude, fans. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I'm saying we're being a Yankees fan since I was a little kid in the 80s when we had that drought after losing to the Dodgers in the 1981 World Series. Um mm-hmm. We had a drop, but we had that one World Series in the in the decade. Get the decades going, right? Um, but I'll tell you what, Mets fan, well, Red Sox fans and especially Mets fans really love me. Because they because they when they see me coming man with my NY, and especially when like see the Mets, it's like an anagram. The Mets is, is an anagram for my entire team sucks. They do it every year. They, they no matter how many expectations they have, they talk. There's a buzz around them this year. I think not. They're gonna find a way to mess mess things up, if you will. They're gonna find a way to get in their own way, shoot themselves in the damn foot, make mistakes after mistakes, bring in another money launderer as your as your as, as your owner, and just get swindle your team's fortunes away. Bring another clown in. 
to manage a squad, bring another long-haired freak to be a starting pitcher, have him go away for a while. Just again, as long as the Mets still Mets things up, I'm not worried about them. They're like the New York Jets. It's, it's funny, every also ran in New York sports rhymes. Up until this season, up until the last couple of seasons, it's been the Nets, Jets, and Mets. They rhyme. They rhyme for a reason. They throw three, except, except for two seasons ago with the Nets. They've sucked for years and years and years. They rhyme for a reason. Yes, the Jets have an anagram too. The Jets have, see the see the Mets. We all know the Mets have have, have an anagram, right? Here's the Jets. The Mets is my entire team sucks. The Jets yeah. is just end the season. Or if you stick a D in there, just end the damn season. Because they're bad too. I couldn't think of one for the Nets for years and years and years. I've tried. Lord knows I've tried. But I can't talk much because the last couple of seasons, because the Nets are actually good. Yeah. And they're better than my Knicks. Your Knicks. I yeah. can't say anything now. But I will talk a lot about the Mets and Jets, especially the Mets. <laughs> So, Scott is bringing the flamethrower to I got all fans. New York teams right now. I have friends for some reason <laughs> who are not New Yorkers decide to be Mets fans. Go figure who it out. That? I have a buddy of mine I grew up with who's a Mets fan who's from Wilmington, North Carolina. Has no roots in New York City whatsoever. None, none of the five boroughs in New York whatsoever. He actually has roots <sighs> in Chicago, which is why he's a Bears fan and a Bulls fan. And Bears, Bulls, Mets? I don't know. But anyway, maybe Mookie Woods did something. But anyway, the point is, I mean, even the Mets' best seasons, their best players were coked out. Daryl Strawberry was high on wherever the hell, and, and Doc Gooden, Dwight Gooden, was tweaking on whatever you could, he could get his hands on while he was on the mound. And who knows what Gary Carter was thinking. And, and what's the name? Keith Hernandez was apparently hammering chicks in the dugout during games. They were, they were a complete mess when they were good. So I'm just saying, then they had that one year of glory when, when, when poor Buckner, Bill Buckner, get, let the ball go between his legs for the, for, the, for the Red Sox. Look, I enjoyed it because the Red Sox made them look bad. They had that curse going on until somehow uh, Big Poppy and, uh, and, and Manny Ramirez cheated, cheated themselves to a couple World Series, but hey, that's not him over there. But anyway, if it weren't for that season, you would have had the one Miracle Met season from 1969. Oh, my God. That, that would have, that against the Baltimore Orioles in 1969. Yeah. That was a great Baltimore Orioles team. So Yeah, it was. So, all that said, all that New York hate out of the way. Well, Mets hate out of the way. Um, I don't see them doing shit this year again. So You know is, what? Yeah, neither, neither do I. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to quote Axel Foley, well, that actually wasn't Axel Foley. It was that other police officer. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not. <laughs> I fell for it once. 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 I'm not falling for it again. Until the, the Mets prove me wrong, as great as that pitching staff always seems to be every year, it always seems to implode every year. So, uh, hey, prove me wrong first, and then you'll change my mind. But until then, Nope. Nope. Not me. Nope. Not me. Not me. Not anybody. Even Mets fans know they're going to suck. Even they're not going to lie. They say, you know what, man? We're going to find a way to fuck it up. 
I'm not going to click him. Why show up if you're a Mets fan? Why show up for games? Why show up? You know what's going to happen. You're going to mess things up. Okay, let's just go to the standings. Let's just go to who I think is going to win it all. All right. Like, okay, I, I think we're sharing a brain on some of these, right? I think. Okay. Let's start from the American League. We'll walk our way down. Um, all right. I like my it's I think the East, the American League East is gonna come down to, between my Yankees and the Rays. Okay. I get the slight edge to my Yankees right now. I don't know what the Rays are cooking, mm-hmm. but those two, it's gonna be between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, by the way, I'm the Rays until further notice owned still owns my Yankees. They mm-hmm. they just dominated them last year. Um the AO Central, this is what's gonna be different. This is gonna be different. And I didn't think about this team until I started reading more about them. And I was like, hmm, maybe they're on to something. I'm thinking about the, the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Because they got this dude, they got Lance Lynn mm-hmm. for their rotation. And they got a bullpen piece in Liam Hendricks. Now, you got a great, now they've improved the pitching staff. Now you got the, the reigning MVP, AL MVP, and Jose Abreu is going to be back. Mm-hmm. It's going to help that lineup. So, I mean, in, in, that, in that division, man, you talk about offensive talent between the White Sox, the Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. and Minnesota Twins. Minnesota Twins, yes, sir. Yo, that's going to be a very exciting division. So I think the division, even though the Indians can still compete, they're managed pretty well. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to between the White Sox and the Twins. And I was telling them before, but after reading a lot of this stuff from earlier, I want the White Sox to win the AL Central. Central. Mm. As far as the West, I really want to pick the A's, but somehow I think the cheating-ass asshole is going to find a way to win it. That's, that pisses me off every single time. <laughs> right quick to the, to the National League, I love your Braves. Your Braves mm-hmm. are – your Braves are – they will run. They, they they got this uh Akuna Catman. Yeah. And they should take care of him real soon. Um, you know, they they, they still, better. Yeah, they still got the you still got good pitching. You're hitting. We all talked about the hitting with Akuna Company. I, I mm-hmm. love your pitching still. Uh I like the Braves in this division, even though keep your eye on the Miami Marlins. They played well last year. They got a lot of those guys back, young guys back. Keep an eye on it. But I like the Braves in that division. Central, it's all about Team Cockroach, a.k.a. the St. Louis Cardinals. It's all about them. Um, the West is going to be, even though the Dodgers are the class, I would argue the class of the National League, because they got, they got, they're, they're complete. Mm-hmm. And it helps that they're well run now. Yeah. They got resources on top of that. But, but watch for the Padres. I think the Padres are going to put a scare in the Dodgers this year. I think that with the Dodgers, we signed a young talent like Tatis, I told you about earlier. Tatis Jr., excuse me. Mm-hmm. They, they, are making some, they are making some moves. They're, they're doing what the Reds should have been doing. Spend mm-hmm. to contend. Yeah. Spend to contend. So, you know, but we already know that the Reds aren't doing shit, but but that's that's why I was like this is what the pot the Padres with the Padres doing Reds fans this is what you got your team should be you should be more like the Padres. But anyway, I, I like the Padres to mix the noise. I think the wild cards since they're not going to go to expand the playoff format again. I think my wild cards are going to be the in the American League going to be the Rays, 
It's going to be between the, the Twins and the Athletics for the last playoff spot. I'm not too sure yet. Um, as far as the American, the National League, rather, I don't know what's going on with the Cubs. I can't call it with, with the Cubs. I know that uh, 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 Theo Epstein quit. So I don't know what team, what they're, what they're going to look, look like next year, this coming season. But I like the Padres and the Marlins to be the wild card teams coming out of the Indian National League. So give me your division and wild card picks for both leagues, if you will, and uh, we'll go from there. Dude, we share a brain because we're we're Ooh. right there with just about every pick, mm -hmm. um, with the exception of my feelings about the Houston Astros. Um, I come from a city where banging on buckets and trash cans yeah. is ah, looked at ah. as being um, a musical genius here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I have no issue with the Astros, with them doing what they did. And then, of course, my, my favorite phrase of, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you all over the board in terms of Yankees, uh, White Sox, Strohs winning the um, their divisions with um, Oakland, and Tampa fighting for the well, getting the wild card with Minnesota right there on the outside looking in, along with Cleveland and, and Toronto mm -hmm. fighting for that. Um, well, actually, and Los Angeles all fighting for a wild card spot. So that wild card in the West is going to be very interesting. Um, in the National League, just like you said, I also have Atlanta, St. Louis, and the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. But I, I have Chicago and San Diego making up. The wild card with Milwaukee on the outside looking and potentially fighting against their division mate, the, the the team that you don't like, the Cincinnati Reds, and potentially Washington. I mean, so, I, yeah, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I like the Reds. I just disappointed that they decided not to spin. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, go ahead. I'm, I'm done. So yeah, that, that's 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 what I have. And like I said, we're we're sharing a brain or we're cheating off each other's paper. Either or, it's, it's looking very similar. So, yeah. Well, World Series picks going to be interesting because I'm tempted to go with the Dodgers again. They only got better. They re-signed yeah. Mookie Betts to a huge deal. Um, they got Trevor Bauer. They still have Clayton Kershaw. Last I checked, they still got that pitching, that starting pitching core. They still got mm -hmm. that reliever, that brother, I forget his name. Um, they, they, they still have, they still got it. Yeah. So it's going to be very hard for Atlanta to knock them off. I like them in Atlanta to go at it for the NL pennant. Mm -hmm. Two teams, two great teams, separate themselves the rest of the National League. With, with, with apologies to, to the team Cockroach, the, the Cardinals, they're well run. They ended every year, but they're not Atlanta, and they're sure as hell not the Dodgers. So I got the, I, it's hard for me to pick the Braves over the Dodgers, but mm -hmm. it's going to come down between those two squads. I like the Dodgers in the National League. American League is going to be tougher because I want you to be right about the Astros. I want them not to be good. I want them to not win. Um, but I have a feeling that they're going to – I mean, they don't have – I don't think they have Verlin. I think Ver, – isn't Verlin retired? No, he's not retired. Is he, like, gone? Um, I do not know. They don't have Dallas Keiko anymore. We, we have Dallas Keiko. Um, yeah. But – Fuck it, I'll go with the Yankees. Um, it's 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 out of the Yankees. I want to see what what happens with the White Sox with the pitching core to go along with the hitting. To see if the pitcher, the starting pitcher works out, 
they're going to have something to say. I know Tampa's always going to have something to say. I know the race, the, the, the race, the A's, the Oakland A's, going to have something to say. So, if if the injury guys don't ravage us as they do as they do every single year, I like my Yankees. But damn it, it's going to be hard to pit them. It's going to be hard to count out the Rays, the A's, and the White Sox. I think the White Sox are going to surprise a lot of teams. I think the White Sox, I think the White Sox can be very good. <laughs> I think they're going to be very very good. So it wouldn't surprise me if the White Sox represents the AL. It wouldn't surprise me if Tampa gets back to the World Series. It wouldn't surprise me if the A's do it. So what I'm trying to say is, I have no damn idea who's going to come out the American <laughs> League. Um, now that I think about it. But if there were no injuries, just sheer talent, I love my Yankees. Mm-hmm. But I got, I'm scared of the Rays, I'm scared of the A's, I'm scared of the White Sox. Let's put it that way. And until further notice, no one's been the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah. Plain and simple. Uh, so I'm going to go a little bit off um, with my picks for the, the, the pennant for both um, leagues. Mm-hmm. For the AL, I'm actually going to go um, Tampa and the White Sox. Okay. In the AL. Okay. Now, Justin Verlander... Um, had Tommy John surgery. Right, correct. So, yeah, he's, it looks like he's going to miss, even though they got him on 60-day uh, DL, it looks like he's going to miss the uh, the remainder of the season, well, the right. entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, God, I could be chalky and, and go Tampa, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go different. I'm going to take the White Sox to surprise everyone okay. and win the AL this year. Okay. That's but, a good um, pick. That's a good pick. Again, they got the pitching now. To go yeah. on where they hit it. Mm-hmm. And um, as much as I want to take Atlanta over the Dodgers, God, um, it, the Dodgers got over that hump of, of being underachievers last year. They did. And, and, and did so in um, Clayton, dramatic especially fashion. Especially Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Especially him, but go ahead. Especially him. It's So, you know, with them doing that, and the addition of Bauer, mm-hmm. it's going to make it difficult to beat them dudes. Yeah. So I'm going to go Dodgers as well. And, and yeah, until further notice, unless it's injury riddled, I'm taking the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. We're sharing a, practically sharing the brain. Yeah. We're practically, because the Dodgers, they're that squad, man. I mean, again, they got them all again. They got them all. They will run. They got the studs. They got the resources. And thanks to the Reds, they're more complete with Trevor Bauer. So, yeah. anywho, um, that brings us to our segment, our last segment before our random shit. So, when we talk about things we've forgotten about, HBCU sports. So, again, folks, I don't know if you tune in this year, this week for the first time, we decided to add an HBCU sports segment because we love HBCU sports. We both have degrees from HBCUs, the same college, in, in our case, North Carolina A&T State University. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we started, like, we've been talking about HBCUs almost the entire time we've done this, went to the video format of the podcast, and had a lot of positive feedback from HBCU, fans of HBCU athletics, and fans from athletics in general, they're just curious about HBCU. So we're going to keep it going, since my man, D-Nice here, he covers HBCU sports on the side, as they say in the South. Um, we're going to have him Bless us with some HBCU sports knowledge. 
and we'll go from there. So the floor is yours, bro. All right. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to go ahead and start. It's going to be a very busy weekend in HBCU sports. I'm going to go ahead and start with the the, 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 the news that everyone is probably excited about. It's going to be big HBCU football being played this weekend. First and foremost, the one that everyone is, has been buzzing about, of course, is Jackson State. Coached by one Deion Sanders will be facing Coach Prime. the Southern University at home. And the reason why it's such a big deal is because, of course, this game will be played on the mothership. It's going to be played on ESPN. So you got HBCU's front and center full stage on ESPN. Big deal. I mean, even though I have my feelings about the move, I'm excited for, for HBCU football fans. And I'm excited for Jackson and the SWAC and, and Southern for this move, they'll get an opportunity to play on ESPN. Mm -hmm. um, other games that are going to be played this weekend in HBCU football is going to be Mississippi Valley State versus um, Alcorn Pine Bluff, Alabama State versus um, South Carolina State, and MEAC versus SWAC action. And then, of course, in the OBC, you got Tennessee State facing Tennessee Tech. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, in, in um, HBCU football news, on the week, well, during the weekend of April 9th and 10th at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, mm -hmm. there will be 41 NFL draft eligible players from HBCUs participating in the HBCU Combine. Mm. This is the same HBCU Combine that they tried to run last, last year. Right? year yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, <clears throat> it was being held at the end of, of March, which of course was right at the beginning of COVID. Right. It was canceled last year. Right. So they're redoing it again this year. And a lot of guys that were eligible last year, along with this year, will be participating in that combine. And along with that, there have been several HBCU standouts um, that have participated in, in various pro days over the past couple of weeks as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see if there are going to be more guys drafted from HBCUs this year than there were last year, where unfortunately there was only mm -hmm. one. Yep. One. But I digress. Um, again, like I said, it's gonna be big, big, big weekend for HBCU sports. For those who aren't familiar with the the, 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 the collegiate track world, the one of the biggest track meets of the year in yes. college. Research. Speak on it, speak on it. It's going to be the um the Florida relays this weekend. Mm -hmm. And one of those participants, of course. Is North Carolina A&T, who had a huge week last week at the Texas Relays. If you've been under a rock and you're not an HBCU fan, you would have heard about A&T's men's 4 by 400 meters relay team that came in first place with the fastest time in the nation running right at three minutes in the 4 by 400 relay and that time was a full second faster than the second place team of LSU. Right. That is impressive. The right. teams that they beat, they basically beat the majority of the SEC in that finals. Other, Speak on it. Speak on it. Yeah, so that's the one thing on that these, these track fans are starting to recognize now that this small school in Greensboro, North Carolina, is producing some burners, and they're competing heavily against these power conferences. And a lot of these schools don't like it. Oh my God. Other um, performers from North Carolina A&T that performed well at the Texas Relays, 
sophomore sprinter Cabrilla Sturgis. She walked away with first place in the women's 200 meters, running a 22.87 mm-hmm. in that event. Sturgis also finished third in the women's 100 meters, followed by teammate Jonah Ross, who finished fourth, who was the, the, the freshman daughter of the team's coach, Dwayne Ross, and right. Kamaya DeBose Epps finished sixth in the 100-meter um, dash as well. Um, Abbas Abar, uh, Abkar, I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name, son. <laughs> Abbas Abkar finished third in the men's 800. And because of their respective performances this past weekend at the at the Texas Relays, the ladies the Lady Aggies were ranked eighth in the nation by the USTFCCCA in their outdoor season's first track and field rating index this past Monday, mm-hmm. and the men's were ranked 15th in the nation. So kudos to North Carolina A&T and their track program. Yes. Congratulations to them. And shout out to the SWAC and the, and the MIAC who are holding their volleyball championships um, this coming week. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think the SWAC volleyball tournament um, was called due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And if memory serves me correctly, <clears throat> Jackson State will be the SWAC representatives in this year's um, women's volleyball tournament for winning the regular season. We'll find out who the MEAC representative is going to be, I think, in the coming weekend as well. Like I said, it's a big weekend for HBCU sports. Awesome. My eyes are going to be everywhere. Everywhere. Um, <laughs> yes. Not everywhere, but everywhere. Yes, this Saturday. So I got to figure out um, how I'm going to do this. And on tomorrow night on Instagram Live, on my Instagram account, which is at the yard HBCU. Mm-hmm. And then once again, that's the yard HBCU. Yes. I will be discussing the accomplishments of North Carolina AT this past weekend at the Texas Relay and previewing the Florida relays with my man, T the track guy, former CIAA all-conference mm. runner out of that conference in the early 2000s. He will be lending his expertise to me while we're discussing that subject matter. If you missed us during the nationals, the indoor track and field nationals when we reviewed um, that event, you missed a ball. It's actually on my Instagram account as well for you to go back and look through that. Okay. But yeah, we're going to be discussing um, what's been going on the first couple of weeks in the outdoor track and field world as it pertains to HBCUs, primarily wow. with North Carolina A&T. So join us tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern while we make have that discussion. Nice. Bingo. So Basically, as far as track goes, mm-hmm. if you don't know about North Carolina T, Aggie tracks, you know now. You know now. Morgan, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing with that track. You, you're going to add some renovations, a $270 million uh, renovations to your track to be the envy of the track world. Mm-hmm. I see you. It's not going to matter. I see you. <laughs> I hey, see you, LSU. Hey. I see you. I see y'all making improvements. I'm, I'm not going to say anything negative about Oregon and LSU and, and Houston and, and uh-huh. all them boys, them dudes. Oh, my God. If you get a chance, 
if you get a chance. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, A&T men's relay for the four by 100 meters, they came in fourth. Mm -hmm. If you get a chance to watch that race from this past weekend at, at the Texas relays, mm -hmm. to see what that LSU team did, and that LSU Houston serious. team. LSU is serious. I remember Texas used to be serious in track. I don't know how they how good they are now, but I know they're LSU's, still good. But yeah. I mean LSU, um, Oregon, like you said before, Houston, especially in outdoors. I mean, you, you got uh, Burrell and you got um, what's your boys? Then Carl Lewis as, as coaches there. Yeah, of course they're going to attract the talent with with, with former Olympic greats. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, but, didn't, but, yeah. didn't, 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 uh, what's his name? Uh, callers go to Houston, any uh, Houston alum? Um, I think that he is, I think he's a Houston alum. Someone's going to correct me on that and say probably not, but I'm going to go ahead and because say I know, I know be. Ben, jo not Ben Johnson. I know Michael Johnson was mm -hmm. a Baylor grad. He's a Baylor guy. Uh -huh. I do know that. So I think, I think, I think. I think he is. A, I think Carl Lewis is a Houston grad. He's a Houston Cougar grad. I think he is a Houston grad. Um, someone out there check spot uh, fat check me on that. But why y'all doing that? Going back to football. When I say the Deion effect with TV, I'm telling y'all, the rest of you, the swag may not like it, and they probably don't. But guess what? The shiny new toy. I know you. I know you didn't like it, but the shiny new toy, bringing eyes to the S to the swag, bringing eyes to HBCU football. May not like it. Probably don't like it. But like I said about the ACC of Notre Dame last week, it is what it is. I'll say this, and I've said it before. It's not that I don't like it uh -huh. because I do, right? Mm -hmm. What I don't want fans to do is to get misconstrued on why it's the case. Like mm -hmm. you said before, and like I said before, they're the shiny new toy. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's happening because it's the springtime. It's happening. And, yeah. and ESPN <laughs> really doesn't have any other programming. Let's be real. I'm going to be real here. It's, right. it's going to be truthful. And it may sound like I'm hating here, but it's true. Don't believe me? Taking case in point, last week, what was ESPN showing last week? They were showing women's college basketball mm -hmm. and the Frozen Four. Right. If you don't know, women's college basketball and men's hockey, collegiate hockey, mm -hmm. are fourth and third in terms of revenue generation for the NCAA. There is no way in the world the SWAC is bumping them to get on ESPN. Right. You know who's not participating on anything this weekend? NCAA women's basketball is not participating on anything Saturday. Right. And the Frozen Four. Matter of fact, the women are Friday and Sunday. Correct. So that leaves that Saturday wide open for somebody to come in there in that slot and get in there. If you don't believe me, I want someone to go check and see what was once there mm -hmm. that was going to be airing on that Saturday at 4 p.m. I'll wait. <laughs> I know I, I know what was on the list. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to be perceived as a hater again. Yeah. Well, I probably will. But still, yeah. yes, you don't have anything to, to, to show, but you have this new toy. So why not play with the new toy? 
Again, I'm not mad because it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Relishing. Just it know that it's not going to be this easy come the fall. Right. So for everyone that's going to be screaming bloody murder in the fall, why isn't why isn't ESPN showing the swack, the love that they used to show in the spring? It's because you got other boys you got to compete with. Let's right. be realistic here. That's why I'm saying relish in this moment now, enjoying this moment, and learn to parlay this into something coming in the spring. Mm-hmm. That's what my hope is. With that. We're going to get to the random shit segment brought to you by no one. Um, uh, things that we forgot to mention earlier in the podcast. Right quick. I don't know if you heard about the Sean Watson and his, his, his handsy lawsuit. Um, 21? 21. 21. But get his plot twist. But plot twist. There are 18 coming to his defense about the allegations. 18. So, but here's the question. What's 21 plus 18? 39. Why does dude have 39 different women rubbing on him? If you want a massage therapist, just pick one. If you want to be safe, just pick one. Dude, because he doesn't want a massage therapist. He wants a harem. That's yeah. what he wants. <laughs> he doesn't want a massage therapist. He wants somebody to massage his fish. That's what he wants. <laughs> he, has, he has a fetish. Let's just put it that way. He has a fetish. Yeah, for Instagram uh, models. He, again, look, he's a single man. He oh, is. I know. So I ain't mad at him. No, I'm just not. Just be smart. If Look, bro, you got to be, if, if anything, it show, if you have 20, 21 saying nay, 18 saying he's all right, that's still 39. That's too many damn women. <laughs> just pick one. Just pick one. If you have a fetish, so be it. Just be smart about it. Sign an ND, have them sign an NDA. Have, them, have, have them the session do something, but yeah. My question is, if you got 18 saying yay, why can't you stick to the 18? Exactly. It's called being greedy. Thank you. Stop being greedy. Three, Keep ten. it real, partner. Give to uh-huh, the uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just touch it. Uh-huh, You're gonna make uh-huh. me wait. Gonna... <laughs> Stop being greedy. You had 18 that said yes, 18 women at your probably more than 18 that will be at your disposal at any point in time that you didn't need to harass 21 other women. Yeah. Again, 21 plus 18, 39. You only need 39 women. Again, look, again, I ain't mad at him. He's a single man. But if you're Deshaun Watson, if you're a quarterback, a star quarterback for an NFL team, might want to be smart and whittle that number down to would be nice because it's gonna it's gonna cost you less in the end. Yes, right. It's gonna cost you less in the end. Yeah. Uh, oh, but what they say they want it's cheap for the keeper. Oh, <laughs> that line of Martin. Remember that white plumber Martin? That 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 he was. He, he's a oh yeah. It's gonna you have to pay now or you have to pay later. Yeah. Either, Either way, way, it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you. Yeah. It's gonna cost you now. <laughs> it cost, cost you a little or cost you a lot. Either way. <laughs> It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost. <laughs> hey, shout out to the back-to-back Martin references right there. Yes, there you oh go. Oh my God, long man, live that's... Martin. Uh, but that's man, I... oh man, that's I tell I you, dude, this—that's just. I, I I want this thing to end. Uh-huh. I do. I don't care how it ends. I just want it to be over. Because I know if I'm tired of it, he has to be tired of it. 
and and I know he's he's going through it, trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's not during the season, but it's still during the right. off season, and it's cutting into his training and everything. But again, dog, you put yourself here. That's right. You put your excuse me. Absolutely you put yourself correct. here. Absolutely correct. That's why that's why we're talking about you, dude. But God, twenty one saying yeah, and eighteen saying no. But hey, since we're talking about um. NFL guys who can't put their hands to themselves. Daniel Snyder got full ownership of the Washington. I thought about you when I saw today. that. I thought about you when I saw that today. I'm like, yeah. you and other Washington football team fans ever going, God damn it. Well, I have mixed reactions. <laughs> I don't know if I sit on the show or not already, but it's one of two things, right? Mm-hmm. It's one where this Bama ends up having full ownership and he ends up mm-hmm. potentially going back to his foolish ways whenever he feels as though the organization is going downhill. And then, of course, there's something that believe with him having full ownership of the team now, mm-hmm. the part of the team that was screaming to change the name is no longer there. That's correct. He may be inclined to, to still not change the name. I doubt that that happens. Because, because that would be stupid on his part. If he, it would be stupid on his yeah, part. Yeah. I mean, they, they've already gotten to this point right yeah. now, right? And they're already doing the research or whatever to, to to come up with the new name or whatever. So to go through all of that, only to backtrack now. I'll say this though. FedEx was a Coca-Cola. What what are uh-huh. those? Pepsi, oh, Pepsi? No, Pepsi, Pepsi, Pepsi. Pepsi. They yeah. still got deep pockets, deeper than they his. They still have deep pockets, and, and they're still sponsors his. of his. Yeah, it's just that the owner of FedEx is no longer a minority owner of the team. Yeah. Now the thing, the other, the positive <clears throat> of this mm-hmm. that I was thinking is that you know, with all the, the 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 legal issues that Snyder's been facing as it pertains to the team and sexual harassment, um, that he may be forced to sell the team, and the only way that it'll be a benefit. Well, the way that it'll be a benefit to him is to have full ownership so that he gets all the monies in the sale. Um, Lou actually said it best in the show last night where he said, you know, this is probably a make good for the league that says, you know, hey, based on, because the, the thing is, the, there were rumors of reports based upon the investigation that was going on with all the sexual harassment and the, um, the, the video footage where they ended up making the mixtape from the various photo shoots of women who were scantily clad and all kind of stuff, AKA Boulder Jams 36. Um, It's just was very crazy that all of that was going on Mm -hmm. along with the sexual harassment and the disrespect that was going on within the organization. So if all of that turns out to be true and he's forced to sell the team, Mm -hmm. Lou believes that this is a make good from the other owners so that if he has to sell the team, at least, he gets all of the proceeds. Yeah. That'll save some time in court, too. Can you can imagine having that yeah. with the 40%. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, exactly. I, 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 I get it. I just feel bad for you fans. I mean, let's just hope there's a happy ending for you fans because I know you wanted, y'all wanted his ass out for the past 20 plus years. I'll say this it's not just about working <clears throat> out, I just want team success. Yeah. I don't care if the success happens with him here or with him not here. I just mm-hmm. want the team to play well. And it's right. very interesting that you say that. Because the same thing was said Monday when it was well, last week when it was announced that the, the chances of him having full ownership of the team was there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know what? I don't care. 
after this playoff run mm-hmm. or uh, appearance in the wild card this year and competing well against the, the, the eventual Super Bowl champions, they're like, hey, if this team continues to compete and play well, I don't care who the owner is. And I've been in that same belt, boat. I don't care. I just don't like it when he medals. Right. When you don't medal and things go well, fine. And, you know, it is what it is. But based upon all the, the other negative stuff, especially with the sexual harassment stuff, dude, I don't want that cloud looming over the organization. And it will be best for him to go. But if he doesn't go, just stay out of the way. That's all I ask. Stay out of the way. Yeah. All right. On that note, what are, what are we about to end on? A plea to an NFL owner to stay the hell out of the way. Oh, no. There are a couple of more um, random ish. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Real quick. Because the way it came down, is if I thought you were like an exhale, the exhale. Kind of oh, yeah. That, that was the exhale to get that out of my oh, Okay, gotcha. Was, okay. Yeah, I'm cool. almost definitely done with that. Cool, but cool, one cool. thing we can't forget about, okay. of course, the NFL owners approved a 17th mm. game mm-hmm. during the season. Yes. Um, yes. Starting this year. So that's yes. going to be very interesting. Yes. How, how that pans out. Yeah. And then for, for boxing fans like yourself and myself, yes. Big boxing news. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but uh, WBA welterweight champion won Manny Pacquiao is in discussions to return to the ring oh. after an absence of about two years to fight against who? The current WBO welterweight champion and ESPN's number one powerful pound fighter, Terrence Crawford. Crawford I Jesus. heard that. So, so are, those, are they both top rank? Are they both top rank? Ah, that's a great question. I think they might be. I think they are. If they're only, if they're funny, is now the pay per view, it will be on ESPN. Period. You're not in your head with that soda. <laughs> yeah, but that, that little sweet tea, yes, sir. Oh, yeah. sweet tea, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not a problem. But yeah, I, I, I think that it will be on ESPN. Yeah, that's the top. That is top rank. It's top yeah. rank. It's, it has to be top rank because I know Pacquiao's top rank. I was pretty sure that Crawford was, but I went for certain. Yeah, because you know Pacquiao's last couple of fights were ESPN. Okay, so, yeah. so it makes sense. They're both top rank. So mm-hmm. that would be cool. That would be awesome. I know Matt Pacquiao's way past his prime, but he's the name. And so is Crawford. Yes. That makes for a big fight. That makes for a big payday. That makes for views. That makes for eyes. Uh-huh. So hopefully the, 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 the pandemic will scale back some more and more and more so you have more of a crowd there. Yeah. By the way, I'll be watching from the safe from the from the confines of my home for my son. So we'll be. Yeah. It, the, the jungle, which I'm in right now. So <laughs> you don't see the but, you don't see the plants in the background anymore, but uh <laughs> hey. that's, that's 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 this is the jungle I'm in somewhere. So but yeah, so I'm 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 equally as intrigued by this. Um, you know, there was that, that short streak where Pacquiao was losing and losing to tomato cans. And we're like, is this the same Pacquiao that we, we got robbed against the Australian cat, though? Mm. Remember, we fought in Australia, that cat that, that, that cat who literally got his ass beat by somebody else? Yeah, he, he got robbed, but anyway, but not, not that's not here nor there. Yeah, and then of course, you she know, he's turned around since then. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we can get this the, the good Pacquiao back against Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be one happy dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely tuning into that just because of the names. Both, yeah, both names. Yeah. So, um, I'm am I gonna I'm not gonna cut you off on your okay cool. Well, we're in the show then. Uh, <laughs> thank y'all for tuning into the Clan Hour podcast. Oh, no, one more. I'm, oh, I am sorry. Oh, I, got I am you. sorry. I got you. <laughs> Let me go ahead and hurry up and get this one out. 
because okay. this is big news, especially uh, for me. I'm more so happy about this, but it's still big news uh, in the sports world. Um, just a couple uh, two days ago, mm -hmm. um, Russell Westbrook. That's the reason why I wore the cap. Russell Westbrook got another triple double. We had what 36 points, 21. It's close on on Oscar Robinson's record, right? But, well, it's not the fact of Oscar Robinson's record. It's the fact that he now had um, that's the first person to ever do a triple double with twenty or more assists. Mm -hmm. So that's a record. Yes, yes. And then, of course, he also set the Bullets slash Wizards record for most triple doubles within the franchise history of 15. Now, that record was once held by former Bullets guard Daryl Walker, who's now a head coach over at Univer University of Arkansas at Little Rock. He did it in how many games? It's taken 251 games in order for, for Walker to do it. Westbrook did it in 38. And your cap, I was wondering your cap. I thought it was like a hometown thing, but oh, I, knew was a hometown I, thing. I knew there was something though. If you'd have wear that the slick black cap, the slick black cap, I knew it was having something else. But uh anyway, so I, I, I think I think can I think of anything now that we're on the subject of random character? Any other random shit? <laughs> Before I go, wait a minute. Um no, I think that's it. But I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the fight. And we're going to talk, I think we're going to hear more about the NFL fallout with the 17 games next more next week. So mm -hmm. uh, we might talk about, 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 about that. But anyway, all right. I think we got to have our system. Thank you all for tuning to the Cloud Out Podcast. Please check out Dwayne Nash, my co-host over here. We don't know how Zoom is going to project things out. So I'm doing this. On the RSSU Sports, the reps for all things, HBCU Sports. You see the Twitter handle in the background. You see the uh, Facebook handle. You see the, is, this, is that IG handle as well? So you, you have an IG page? Facebook, Twitter. Okay. Um, IG, all the yard HBCU. Yes, sir. Boom. There it is. Also, check out this awesome podcast with the crew on Sleazy Sports, or Sleazy Radio, on every Tuesday night on Facebook Live. Also, heroesports.com. There's great work on FCS Sports and change the HBCUs. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear more crazy random shit segments where you keep thinking of things because we're like, wait, man, because we're old. Bear with us. We're, we're old. old and it's random. Yes. Old and random <laughs> go hand in hand. We're there. We're, are you there now? Are we there now? Um, shout out to Tyrese Fivey, by, uh, by the way. Check out his great workout on YouTube. You'll yes. you later. Um, also, um, what I was going to say, yes, hit the subscribe button. Also, get the merch, cafepress.com. Search for the Clown Tide Sports. The address, the link will be in, in the description. Also, we're getting out vaccines. If you not get, if you, you if you schedule to get the vaccine, yay. Not, <laughs> please schedule yourself ASAP. Otherwise, continue to wear your mask. Wash your hands. Please. And if you, and if you can, stay your ass at home. Don't be a Karen. Wear a mask, please. And also, have a good night. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Southern v. Uh, uh, Jackson State. Enjoy the final, women's and men's Final Fours. Enjoy Easter. And enjoy Easter. 
be a Christian. Don't be a heathen. And also, <laughs> just, 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 just go to church every if you can. If, if you, unless you like me and lost faith and, and all organized religion. Other than otherwise, watch on your computer if you don't feel like going to church. Watch on your computer. Wear your pastel suit at home. Wave your palm weed <laughs> whenever Palm Sunday's here from your house. No one will judge you. No one will give a damn. And how about this cussing and using God's and using church in the same sentence? Don't do that. Hey, God know my heart. He knows my heart. I'm a Christian. I can cuss your ass out too, but I'm a Christian. <laughs> so until like next time, guys, have a good, great Easter weekend. Enjoy your sports. Peace out before I get myself into trouble.